The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Welcome to the show, and uh, we're looking forward to a good one here. We will have uh, Celine Colony Williams on. Celine is a shaman. We're going to talk about the ancient shamanic texts that predicted the pandemic, and they also suggest a path forward. Um, many modern-day sh- shaman uh, pr- predict this and talk about how we can move forward from it. So that's what we'll be chatting about tonight with uh, Celine Colony-Williams. Um, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search for JV Johnson, give it a subscribe. Appreciate that. And also, uh, Twitch is uh, turning out to be a lot of fun for us on our weekend programs as people play things like roulette and slot machines, a whole bunch of games in that chat room that you can play, which is kind of cool. It gives you something to do when you're not interested in what I'm talking about, which is probably most of the time. (laughs) Um, The podcast, another great way. Please share all of this stuff with your friends, your family. Let everyone know. Got to say hello to my uh, my buddy uh, um, um, Valdo, who uh, is in our Twitch chat room as Clough. I don't know why he's using such a strange name in that chat room, but anyway, we'll see you tomorrow night. Um, yeah, so that's going to do it. Let me, let me go to break. Let's get our guest on the line here, and we will uh, begin this discussion. Looking forward to this. It's beyond reality, and we will be right back. Please support the program. Go to Patreon.com/slash Johaw. That's J O H A W. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You know, these are the type of topics that we all get excited about, and tonight is no exception. We are going to be talking with Celine Colony-Williams. Celine is a shaman. Um, her website is her name, com, and there's an English version and an Italian version, easy to figure the two out. Um, and she's got a book out called The Mother Mantra, The Ancient Shamanic Yoga of Non-Duality. Um, welcome to the program, Celine. Great to have you with us tonight. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, now, if, if I'm not mistaken, are you in Switzerland right now? Is that where you are? Yes, yes, I'm in Switzerland, an Italian-speaking part of Switzerland, Lugano. <laughs> oh, yes, what a beautiful area. I've actually traveled through um, northern Italy and Austria and Switzerland and, and the uh, eastern part of France, so I'm very familiar with it. It's actually quite gorgeous. Oh, yes, yes, there are beautiful mountains, uh, and um, weather, climate is good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrific. I, Go ahead. Yes, yes. I'm living in a wood here, uh, in a woods. It's beautiful. Uh, I love nature, and I have a smaller house uh, in a woods. <laughs> How is um, that area uh, specifically, but Europe in general, uh, dealing with? Uh, what we're seeing here with this uh, coronavirus pandemic. Have things started to come back to normal yet? Yes, yes, yes. Everything is normal now. We can travel and uh, we don't have any kind of restrictions uh, for the moment. <laughs> but we're, we are afraid <laughs> that the virus can come back. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think that's what most people are concerned with now is we don't know what's next. Is Does it fade off into the distance or does it come back with a vengeance? And I'm hoping that's not the case. Oh, yes, me too. I hope it's not the case. <laughs> so tell me, tell me what, let's kind of get some basic ideas out of the way here. When you use the word shaman, what are we talking about when we talk about a shaman? Shamanism is a is an ancient vision of reality, um, and um, which is always present in humanity. And shamanism uh, is related to ecstasy. Ecstasy is an amplified state of consciousness, um, and uh, is the ability to deal with invisibility. Actually, a shaman is a, a psychopomp, is a fairy, fairy man, <laughs> is a, someone who can uh, cross the great threshold and come back and uh, carry someone else with him. And um, so um, you see, um, a shaman is, um, is someone who can talk to um, to spirits, uh, to the invisible side of things and of events. Events are um, entities, <laughs> spirits. For the ancients, uh, events were uh, gods and goddesses. Uh, for psychoanalysts, they are um, archetypes. And um, a shaman is uh, someone who, um, who can talks to the invisible side of the events. And so he can have um, a deep knowledge, a true knowledge of things. The word shaman uh, comes from uh, um, uh, Manchu, um, which is a Siberian language, and means uh, uh, the one who knows. Knows because <laughs> he can talks, it, it, it can deal with the invisible side of things. When people hear the word shaman, if, if they're not really educated or um, haven't read much about this, often you'll think of like tribal elders, or you'll think of, um, you know, uh, in our case, maybe a Native American um, uh, wise person in a, in, a, in a Native American community or something like that. Is that the origin of this or is it something deeper than that? No, actually, uh, shamanism uh, come from uh, Siberia and um, uh, Siberia and Mongolia, and uh, and this is the true origin of a of a word uh, shaman. Um, and uh, nowadays, uh, when we talk about uh, shamanism, uh, we talk. Um, about everything uh, or uh, um, every phenomenon um, which uh, has uh, something to do with uh, um, ecstasy, with uh, a wider, um, uh, wider state of consciousness. Uh, and, um, but um, the origin of the word shaman is uh, in Siberia. And uh, you see, um, uh, the ancient Greeks um, had um, 
a contact with uh, Siberian shamans. And so we also have uh, an, um, a Western shamanism, uh, which comes from uh, Orphism and Pythagoreism. And so we can even say that we have uh, an uh, European shamanism, <laughs> not only an Indian um, <laughs> shamanism you see is a is a very very huge and wide um, phenomenon um, nowadays and um, it is always uh, um, actual you see is always uh, in, in a um, it's always a present phenomenon. It's an ancient phenomenon, but it is always a present phenomenon, always um, modern, always uh, new, and uh, always ancient at the same time. At what point did you become exposed to this and start to recognize it was something that was going to be important in your life? Oh, when I was very, very young, um, I, I, dreamt, uh, I had um, many dreams about uh, the underworld. I always, uh, I always was uh, um, in a very uh, profound world, um, and uh, I did battles. Um, with uh, very strange uh, creatures. Uh, and um, when I was 19, I went to Sri Lanka and I, um, I met an yogin who, who was also a shaman. And uh, I told him my dreams. And, uh, and he told me, uh, ah, you, you dream about the underworld, uh, so you should have some uh, uh, shaman origins. Uh, maybe in your family someone was a shaman before you. I said, uh, oh, I don't know anything about that. Uh, but um, then um, I asked to my mom, and she said, yes, the, uh, the mom of your father was considered um, a person who had uh, strange powers. And um, and so I think I had a grandma <laughs> who was a shaman, and uh, I uh, I uh, inherited these powers from her, and um, and so uh, this man, uh, the Sri Lanka shaman, um, accompanied me to into a jungle temple or a forest heritage um, that is um, a jungle monastery of um, Buddhist monks, Theravada Buddhist monks. And um, I stayed there practicing meditation, Buddhist meditation, for uh, something like um, six years. Then when I come, came back from Sri Lanka to Europe, uh, because my my teacher left uh, his body, um, I decided to study psychology <laughs> because I I felt uh, to be very strange in this world. <laughs> Everyone in my family is a doctor, 
And so I couldn't say just uh, simply I'm a shaman or I'm dealing with shamanism because nobody could understand me. And so I decided to study psychology uh, just to give me a dress, just to give me a role in the society. And then here in Switzerland, I met a, a very famous psychoanalyst, um, James Hillman. Um, James Hillman was the father of archetypal psychology, um, one of the great thinkers of uh, imaginal method. And, um, and this helped me a lot to build a bridge between uh, Eastern and Western vision um, of um, uh, shamanism and spirituality, because uh, archetypal psychology is very close to um, spiritual traditions of people, uh, much more than <laughs> to academic psychology, you see. Mm. So um, I, I'd have to back you up to something you said. Um, you said your your teacher left his body. Um, you didn't say died. You didn't say passed away. You said left his body. Tell me what you mean by that and how it applies in uh, shamanic teaching. Oh, yes. Um, you see, when you, when you are not afraid of death, when you consider death just the invisible side of everything. When you understand that life and death are um, um, inside one into the other, they are always present. And you are always living and dying at the same time. You are not afraid to cross the great threshold. And if you are not afraid to cross the great threshold, you can, um, you can travel with open eyes. And so you can be aware um, in this side of a great treasure and on the other side of a great treasure. We can be, you can be aware, I mean, you can um, be conscious traveling through a great threshold. And uh, this is the true, this is the true immortality. Don't forget, don't lose your consciousness while you cross the great threshold. You see, um, for the ancient Greeks, there is a state of consciousness called um, golden era. Golden era is a state of consciousness. In the golden era, um, people don't die. They just become daimones. Daimones is a, a Greek word that means uh, guide spirits. People in the golden era don't die. They live long, very long lives 
at, at the end, they fall asleep and they become daimones, guide spirits for the livings, for the livings one, ones. And um, you see, my teacher became a daimon, a guide spirit. Um, so uh, they, if people, when they pass on, they become guide spirits. Is that what others reference? Um, we have a lot of folks that come on the show that communicate with the spirit world, and they often talk to spirit guides. Is it the same thing? Probably, yes. Probably, probably is. Yes, probably. So, so let's talk, because we're going to run out of time here. We've got you um, for a little while longer, but um, let's talk about the ancient texts um, or ancient shamans. We're going through a very, very strange time, not just with this global pandemic, which is something the world hasn't seen for about 100 years, but also I'm sure you're aware in the United States, we're experiencing some real challenges in addition to that. And and from what I understand, this was predicted, or some of it was anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, for instance, was predicted in the ancient Puranas, uh, a set of ancient Hindu texts. Puranas talks uh, of the coming um, of, a, of a new era. Um, a new humanity will be led by Kali, uh, descendant of the moon. It is said that the great change um, will occur when the so-called Kali Yuga comes to an end. And many scholars believe uh, this period to be to be the modern era and uh, yugas are the eras uh, that mark the evolution of life on the planet according to hinduism uh, there are four of them um, the satya yuga the golden age um, Tretra Yuga, the Silver Age, and Davapara Yuga, uh, the Bronze Age, and Kali Yuga, uh, the current Iron Age. And um, in the Lingam Purana, we, we, read, we read, towards um, the end of the Kali Yuga, thieves will steal from thieves. And good people will abandon politics. Pre-cooked food will be sold on the streets. And lives will be shorter than their normal span of 100 years, said the Purana. And rituals will perish in the hands of... Um, men without uh, virtues and men will kill each other <laughs> men will kill each other and will also kill children women and cows <laughs> and uh, yet yet some will uh, reach perfection very quickly um, merits uh, merits obtained in a year in uh, Tetra Yuga uh, can be achieved in um, in a month or in a day in um, in Kali Yuga. Uh, so um, 
so the, I think that the chaos and darkness um, of our current Kali Yuga are a fertile ground for a reawakening. You see, the, the perfection mentioned in the Puranas, um, attainable in such short time during our era, reflects, um, reflects the, um, the promise of an upcoming new golden age and the return of, um, of an awakened community of human, of human beings, I think. There's a lot of wisdom in these messages and these teachings. And are, are they constantly being updated by modern shaman as well? Uh, how, how does that work? Oh, yes. <clears throat> my, my friends, the Siberian, the Altai shamans, um, who are um, characters of my books, um, uh, my books um, are published in uh, in Italian, um, and um, I I wrote many novels about uh, Siberian shamans in Italian, and um, uh, my friends the Siberian the Altai shamans uh, um, have done uh, the shaman union and. Um, uh, Shaman Union is a, an association that they have done because they are um, really concerned about nature. And uh, they think that um, if uh, human beings can be more uh, joyful, more happy, more peaceful, more, um, yes, more happy, uh, they can also be more kind with nature. And um, this is why they asked to uh, someone uh, like me, for instance, uh, to be hurled, um, hurled, they said, hurled um, of the shaman union and, uh, and try to spread um, all over the world a message that can help human beings to be more happy. Uh, because you see, when a human being is happy, he can be more, more kind with others and also with nature. And nature is the soul of shamans. And this is why we are so concerned about nature, because nature is our souls, and uh, they can't exist. A shaman can't exist without nature, without wild soul. And so they decided to <laughs> to do something to protect nature, and they did uh, the shaman union. And um, and you see the message. The, uh, the message is: um, don't be afraid of death, because if you are not afraid of death, if you try to uh, to know death, if you try to to travel into the underworld and to know death, then you. Um, you melt your fear. And if you melt your fear, you can realize yourself um, in, in this world. And if you can realize yourself in this world, then you can be more happy, happier. And if you are happier, you can be uh, more kind with nature. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this is the message. Yeah, so uh, I guess, as you said, the important part of this then is to not be afraid of death because death is not the end. Death is a, is a transition. Yes, yes. Death is not the enemy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you see, um, in nature, death doesn't exist. Everything is a cycle, um, is a cycle, you see, um, spring, um, um, autumn, spring, autumn, spring, autumn, continuously. Um, could you tell me where is the end of a tree? Uh, you can't because uh, uh, the tree is uh, all inside its seed. You can't uh, divide the tree from the seed. And so um, you can't say when a tree ends and when a tree starts. Um, you see, we created um, a creator. <laughs> Our God, who is outside the creation, a God who lives in a very, very far away sky. <laughs> but for the shamans, the God is in nature, everywhere. Uh, when they pray, they pray uh, the eagle, uh, uh, the rain, uh, the river. When, when uh, um, civilized people pray, they pray a very, very far away God, the God who lives very, very far away. We have to bring this God back into the nature, back into our bodies, because organs are gods. And goddess, we have to bring this God back into the wolf, into the rivers, into the earth, and to into our bodies. You see, I, so this transition, this this process by which um, we should be um, rebirthing. Uh, what happens to our consciousness during these transitions when we leave our bodies? Does our consciousness travel with us? Does our personality travel with that consciousness? Or do we start over? Oh, personality is a mask. The word person comes from um, Etruscan, um, per, persu, which means mask. Okay. So, um, uh, of course, we lose the mask. When we die, we lose the mask. We simply lose our mask. Uh, and uh, um, uh, a dying person realizes that everything uh, they have um, left was just a dream, a projection, an appearance. In reality, nothing has happened, and nothing can happen. Everything is just a dream, an image, a projection. It's a calling, you see. It's a calling of love. But call us to recognize our, our deep union. 
if I can, I could tell this uh, through um, a story, um, through a legend, through a myth. Sure, yeah. Because you see, at the end, a shaman is a storyteller. Is <laughs> is someone who uses the myth to shamanize, and every shaman in this world knows a myth. For instance, Siberian, Mongolian, um, and Himalayan shamans um, use uh, the myth of. Um, of the legends of Red Gezar, of King Gezar, King Gezar legends. And uh, we are Western, and so we, we have to refer to uh, Greek myth because uh, Greek myths are uh, the very basis of our psyche. And so I can tell you the, the story, the legend of uh, uh, psyche and love, love and psyche. Um, so they, they were inseparable. And psyche was a very, very um, fortunate uh, girl. She had everything because, because uh, love uh, was a very powerful god. And he gave her everything she wanted. And uh, she loved, he, he loved her during, during the night. And... Um, she um, she gave her only a condition. I will love you during the night in the darkness, and you can't see me. And I will give you everything you want during the day. But the only condition is you can't see me. So love asked faith to Psyche. And Psyche had everything, but she didn't have awareness. She couldn't see. And so one day she decided that she wanted awareness or maybe love. The God decided to give her even awareness. It's the same because love and Psyche are in a non-dual state of existence. They are distinct, but not separate. And so... And so uh, the mind was created. The mind is the tool which separates love from psyche or psyche from love. Uh, and the mind in, in the legend is represented by uh, psyche sisters. Psyche sisters started to tell her, but... Um, are you sure that uh, the one who loves you is a god? Why he doesn't want to be seen? And maybe he is a demon. How can you sure that he is a god? Maybe he is a demon. You must see him. You must see him. And this is the mind. Our mind always wants the demonstration you have to show me, you have to demonstrate. <laughs> you see, we have built a society upon that, the demonstration, the science, the technology. We have to show me, you have to give me the proofs, the proofs. This is the mind. And uh, so one night, uh, Psyche decided to see her lover and uh, she switched it on um, a candle. <laughs> as soon as she, as soon as she switched on the candle, she she saw 
the most beautiful god of Olympus. Can you imagine the most beautiful god of Olympus? And she realized her fortune, but at the same time, a drop of wax um, fallen on the love's body, and he, he woke up, and he, he saw that she, she betrayed him, and so he left her. From that moment, Psyche had to live a very hard life before to, to meet love again, to find him back and to, to rejoin, to rejoin her love and to rejoin her immortality. Because you see, love wins death. Love is immortality. And when Psyche finds love, Psyche finds immortality. And this is the story. And so our life, what our life is, our life is the calling of love. Life is the calling of love. And it's just an image, a projection, a great image. It is the calling of love. And if we are not afraid, if in death we are able to give ourselves, to melt the mask, and to love, to love to give ourselves. If we are able to go beyond our mind, so we can uh, we can uh, we can find immortality. Death is the proof of existence of immortality because through death we can give ourselves, we can give our mind, and we can find the true self, which is um, love. Wow. And immortality. It's powerful. We're talking with Celine Coloni Williams, who is a shaman, and uh, her website is her name. Celine is spelled S E L E N E. So, uh, Celine is a shaman, um, also an author. She's got a book out that's called The Mother Mantra The Ancient Shamanic Yoga of Non Duality. Uh, Celine, before we get to these listener questions, tell us what the book's about. Oh yes, the Mother Mantra is the is the very core of uh, shamanic yoga tradition, and um, it is all about uh, uh, mystic marriage. <laughs> and uh, mystic marriage is um, that deep union with your guide spirit. You see, every shaman has a guide spirit, um, and uh, every shaman is. Um, is married with his guide spirit, and um, did you say married with the guide spirit? Yes, yes, yes. Is that yes. is that like like what we would know in the Catholic Church, where they they're married to God and and they can't marry outside of that, or is that is it more figurative than that? Uh, no, no, no. Is is not figurative. So they they are actually married to the to the to the guide spirit. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just just wanted to make sure I understood. Yes. 
yes, 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 yes. They are married, and they they do a big ceremony when they marry their god spirits. Um, you see, uh, for instance, a friend of mine who is a Burman shaman. She lives in Myanmar. Her name is uh, Wailalan. Um, invited me three years ago to her marriage, the marriage with her, with her guide spirit, and was uh, uh, fantastic, beautiful. We were in a forest, and uh, she called lotus spirits. The Burman, Burmese spirits are called nuts. And uh, there are 37 nuts, 37 uh, um, forest spirits known in the Bur Burmese tradi tradition, um, shaman tradition, of course. And uh, she married uh, um, an alchemist, a spirit uh, who, who is an alchemist. And uh, she did a very beautiful ceremony during during the spam of the night, um, close by a river in a forest, and um, we played drum, and we 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 did a lot of uh, dance, and everyone danced with uh, with um, with their own uh, guide spirits. And it was so beautiful, a fantastic ceremony. Yes, very beautiful. But all the shamans in uh, everywhere in the world, in uh, in Myanmar, in uh, in Siberia, in Sri Lanka, um, everyone, everyone uh, is married uh, with um, with their guide spirits. <laughs> you see. Yeah. So, but but again, back back to the book. The book. Um discusses this and, and, and more about um, the ancient shamanic yoga of non-duality. I don't know what that is. You're going to have to explain that to me. Oh, yes. Uh, um, uh, shamanic yoga uh, is uh, the yoga of ecstasy. And is a very ancient yoga, of course, because uh, um, animistic shamanism uh, is the uh, oldest form of spirituality on this planet Earth. And um, uh, every time we deal with uh, ecstasy in yoga, we can say that uh, we deal with a form of uh, shamanic yoga. And um, as I said before, uh, ecstasy is an amplified state of consciousness, uh, um, is, um, and is an amplified state of awareness in which you can see both the visible and the invisible sides of things. And um, um, shamanic yoga has um, something to do with the reabsorption of reality or withdrawal of projections. Um, um, what, what do I mean with this uh, um, with this uh, phrases? I mean soul making. Soul making means uh, taking all those objects, persons, and uh, um, events that we have met in the course of our life back to their original state, which is um, dreams, projections. We absorb reality means taking back everything to its natural origin, 
which is dream, projections, appearance, and being able to recreate, recreate reality. Because if you are able to dissolve, to melt um, uh, reality, then you can uh, also recreate it. And this is um, the alchemic uh, um, uh, transformation. This is the alchemic uh, um, ma magic <laughs> or transformation. Yes. Um, a couple listener questions that I want to get to here before our time runs out. Uh, one of our listeners asked about solar eclipses. Do they have any effect on any of this um, through shamanic teachings? And um, we have several coming up uh, in, in the near future. And do they have an impact? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, they have an impact, of course. Um, every time we have an eclipse, we have a, a, a huge, a great change um, in our uh, um, psyche. Uh, because uh, our psyche, you see, is connected with uh, sun and moon and the stars and planets. And um, um, you see, uh, when we say planets and stars, um, it's another way to say gods and goddesses. And gods and goddesses are our organs, because if you don't believe in the material realistic reality in the objectivity, um, you can easily understand that our body is uh, um, spirits and our organs are gods and goddesses. And they are connected, of course, with planets and stars. They are two faces of the same reality. You see, outside and inside are just mental parameters they don't exist in reality. In reality, it doesn't exist something like outside or inside. They are just mental parameters. Outside and inside are two faces of the same reality. So organs and planets are two faces of the same reality. And um, um, when we have an eclipse, is, uh, an eclipse, we, 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 we have a huge change in our uh, body, in our organs, and therefore in our, uh, in our consciousness, in our knowledge. Um, but it's, it, it is a so deep, so deep change, but uh, um, usually not everyone can, uh, can see it or can understand it, you see. Uh, we have just a few more minutes left with you, Celine. I want, I want to ask you what people should be doing in this time of particular distress, uh, whether your distress is related to the COVID-19 pandemic or it's related to some of the other news headlines that we've seen around the world, but specifically here in the United States, regardless of what it is, there's a lot of angst. There's a lot of stress in people's lives right now. What should they look to, toward in the shamanic teachings that will help them deal with some of these issues? You see, they just have to be aware <laughs> because... Uh, Panic is a god, the god Pan, the great god Pan. And anxiety, um, stress, um, all our emotions 
are gods and goddesses. They are spirits. And so we have just to be aware, just to accept our emotions and uh, and accept to to leave them, to, to stay, uh, to go deep into our emotions. If you can go deep, deep down in your emotion, uh, then uh, your mind can't have any control upon it. And little by little, while you go deep into your emotions, your mind simply disappears. Uh, disappear and so you can be free you can do the experience of freedom emotions are always pure energy they are the calling of love but our mind is afraid to disappear in the power of the emotions and so I'm our mind judges emotions and and they and um, our mind call emotions uh, anxiety or depression or panic um, just because our mind wants to prevent us to do the experience of emotions fully but if we are not afraid if we accept to go deep down in our emotions we experience we, we can experience our emotions as a pure energy without any particular any mental definition we can um, yes we can experience emotions as a pure energies and when we are so deep down in our emotions our mind disappear and so we can do the experience of freedom so don't be afraid of your anxiety. Don't be afraid of your panic. Just, just experience your emotion with faith. Faith is our greatest power. And everyone has came here with this power. So use, use it. Use the power of faith. Trust your emotion. <laughs> Trust the journey, trust the journey, <laughs> trust the calling. Don't believe your mind. <laughs> I, think they, I think they can also um, get in contact with you and, and just listen to your soothing voice because you have a very calming effect with your voice as well, Celine. Um, where can people find the book? Where can people find your book, The Mother Mantra? Amazon, on Amazon, Amazon. Uh, they can find my book on Amazon, for instance, um, or on my, my website. Um, yes. And we'll make sure we post all of those links. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Um, I know you're in Europe, and uh, it's very, very early there. So thank you very much for doing this with us tonight. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to you. Thank you. Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by J.V. Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.